Hey, man, I am glad to be here. Who's happy to be in the house of the Lord today? Amen? Amen, amen, amen. I can tell you right now, I am not going to need that. So, hey, listen, I am glad to be here, and we are in the middle of a series where we are looking at the one another's of Scripture. And today, I have just a few minutes to share with you about what the Scripture says about encouraging one another. So I hope you're ready. I hope your tray tables are locked. Your seats are in the upright position because Pastor Stephen just cleared us for takeoff. Amen. So if you have your Bible, go ahead and turn with me right now to First Thessalonians chapter four. First Thessalonians chapter four. We're going to begin preaching in verse 13. First Thessalonians chapter four, beginning in verse 13. The Apostle Paul, under inspiration of the Holy Spirit, writes this, Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death, so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again. And so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in Him. According to the Lord's word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord will himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. And after that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up with him together in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air so that we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, here it is, encourage one another with these words. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that your Holy Spirit would fall on this place. God, I pray that we would not leave the same way in which we came in. God, I pray that we would leave with a fresh touch from God, being able to say, we have heard from the Lord. Lord Jesus, we trust that one day we will meet you face to face for those of us who are in Christ Jesus. So have your will and have your way right now. In Jesus' name, all God's children said, amen and amen. Well, listen, I was a uh, probation and parole officer. You may not know this, but several years ago, I actually was a probation and parole officer in the south end of Louisville. Anybody know the Dixie Highway area? It's, it's one of the best parts of Louisville that you've ever, you've never, you haven't lived till you've gone down to Dixie Highway, all right? And so, uh, but I was a probation and parole officer down in the south end of Louisville. And while there, I'll never forget, I sat down with someone who was on my caseload, and this guy was pretty much a criminal all of his life. He was raised up in a criminal family, He was taught criminal ways, and that's pretty much all he had ever known. All he had ever known was in and out of jail. All he'd ever known was his parents in and out of jail. And but but for some reason, he was at a point in his life where he was ready to make a change. 
He was ready to do something different. He was working towards his GED. He was working towards completing the classes that the judge had told him that he had to complete. And I'll never forget, one day he sat across the desk from me, and I looked at him. This guy was about 6'4" probably about 275, okay? I mean, he could have wiped the floor with me at any given moment, right? But he looked at me and he told me everything that he was doing. And I looked at him and I called him by name and I really didn't think anything about it. I called him by name and I said, I want you to know I'm proud of you. And I went on to what I was doing and I looked back at my computer and I'm looking to see what he's got to do next. And all of a sudden, a few seconds had passed and I looked back up. And this giant of a man was just staring off into space with tears rolling down his cheeks. I said, man, what's wrong? He looked at me. And he said, nobody in my entire life has ever told me they were proud of me. The Bible mentions encouraging one another Twelve different times. Anybody ever hear sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never hurt me? Anybody hear that? That's a lie. <laughs> That's a lie. As a matter of fact, the book of Proverbs says that death and life are in the power of the tongue. Encouragement is oxygen to the soul. I'm thankful for people with the gift of encouragement. I'm thankful for Miss Dolores. <laughs> I'll tell you, I've never met somebody more encouraging than Miss Dolores. Miss Dol- I mean, listen, Miss Dolores, some, I-, I, walk, I walk in a room with somebody and, and, well, hello, precious. Hello, you beautiful child of God. I'm wondering if we're looking at the same people. Is there somebody else in here? You know, uh, Miss Dolores, uh, you just feel better after you've hung out with Miss Dolores, right? I'm thankful. My mother's that same way. My mom, I can't tell you how many times. As a matter of fact, my, as a matter of fact, look, I want to stop right now and just very quickly pray. My mom and dad are both sick with COVID right now. They just, they just found out. And my mom, the dad was sick yesterday and then mom woke up sick today. And she's, uh, she's actually, she, she's at urgent care. She'll be watching this just a little bit later, but she's at urgent care. And in the midst of running a fever and having COVID and, and, and at urgent care, she's texting me going, honey, I'm praying for you. I'm so sorry that I'm not going to be able to watch you, but I'll watch it delayed. I promise I'm praying for you. Just that encouragement, I can't tell you. So can we just pray for my mom and dad real quick right now? Father, in Jesus name, I pray that you would just heal my mom and dad. God, I pray that you would protect them. I pray that, that they would be able to get over this quickly and without any repercussions. Father, I just pray that your Holy Spirit would put a hedge of protection around them right now. Heal their bodies in Jesus name. Amen. But I'm thankful. I'm thankful for people with the gift of Encouragement. I, I truly believe, Mr. Lewis, I, I truly believe this. The people with the gift of encouragement have a unique ability to see people the way Jesus sees them. People with the gift of encouragement truly be able to, listen, here's what Scripture says. While we were still sinners... We didn't fix ourselves, and, and, and then God saw us and He said, hey, Good job. No, while we were still sinners, Christ Jesus loved you and loved me enough to die for us. 
And I love hanging around people like Miss Dolores because she just sees people like that. She just sees people how Jesus sees them. Just beloved, beautiful children of God. But regardless of if encouragement is our primary spiritual gift or not, we're still called to encourage one another. Motivational speaker Zig Ziglar said this, when you encourage others, you in the process are encouraged. Encouragement inspires. Encouragement motivates. Uh, as, As a matter of fact, Zig Ziglar also said, people often say motivation doesn't last. Neither does bathing. That's why we recommend it every single day, right? I'm going to show you that encouragement works, okay? Now, I know we've been seated for, for quite a while, and I've got just a few minutes, but everybody stand to your feet right now. We're going to do an exercise together. If you are at all able, stand to your feet and get where everybody can be a, a shoulder length apart so you can, you can reach out with both hands and not touch anybody, okay? Do like this, okay? All right, just like this. All right, here's what we're going to do. Everybody facing me, everybody facing me, and your feet just a a little more than shoulder width apart. You can put about a a fist in between your feet. All right, just like that. Okay, here's what we're going to do. Let me do it first, all right? Everybody, feet shoulder width apart. What you're going to do is you're going to take your right hand, you're going to point it straight out ahead of you, and you're going to twist clockwise just as far as you can, and when you get to the spot that you can't go anymore, you're going to stop. You're going to find that place on this back wall, okay? Ready? Here we go. Twist as far as you can, as far as you can, go, 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 find that place on the wall, and then come right back to me. And you know what I believe? I believe you can go further. Matter of fact, here's what we're going to do. Hands down to your side. Everybody close your eyes. Mentally, mentally, I want you to go back to that place on the back wall. Just mentally. Just twist back around. Find that place on the wall. And then look back at me when you're done. Did you find it? All right, look back up at me. Now here's what I want you to do. Everybody facing me. Don't physically do it, but I want you just to mentally imagine this. You know how an owl can turn its head 360 degrees, right? All the way around and then back. Here's what I want you to do. Just, just mentally, I want you to close your eyes. And I want you to picture yourself twisting around 360 degrees and then coming right back to me, okay? Now, everybody close your eyes and do that. When you're done, you look back up at me. 360 degrees. You back? All right. Now, everybody look at me. You remember that spot on the wall? We're going to do it again, okay? So, feet, right hand out. I believe you can go further. Here we go. Ready? One, two, three. Who went further? Wave at me like this. Isn't it amazing what a little bit of encouragement can do? Give yourselves a hand. Isn't it amazing what just a little bit of encouragement can do? You may be seated. Encouragement. It's amazing what you can do and what I can do with just a little bit of encouragement. So here's what I want to do just for the few minutes that I have. Here's what I want to do. I want to look today at how we encourage 
And I want to look at what we encourage with, how we encourage and what we encourage with. So what I want to look at this morning are three things that encouragement is not. You have a handout there. You can fill it in if you want, if you're a note taker. Three things that encouragement is not and three things that encouragement is always. So here's what we noticed first this morning. Encouragement does not embarrass. Encouragement does not embarrass. When you encourage one another, we should never leave someone in their shame, in embarrassment. That's not encouragement, friend. As a matter of fact, here's what the Scripture says. It says that there is now, therefore, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Shame and condemnation, listen, shame and condemnation are tactics of the enemy, not of the Lord Jesus. If you're feeling shame and embarrassment and condemnation, I'm here to tell you that's not of God. Encouragement does not embarrass. Notice, secondly, encouragement does not embattle. Encouragement does not embattle. If you're encouraging someone, they shouldn't feel beat up when you get done encouraging them. Amen? How many of you have ever had somebody, I'm just here to encourage you, and then you feel like they just beat the tar out of you, right? I mean, listen, yeah, that's not encouragement, friend. Encouragement doesn't embarrass. It doesn't embattle. And in case you're getting excited, not all of them go this quickly, okay? But uh, encouragement doesn't embarrass, doesn't embattle. Notice third, encouragement does not embrace sin. Encouragement does not embrace sin. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2. Here's what the Apostle Paul wrote to his protege in the ministry. He said, preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and what? Encourage with great patience and careful instructions. Now, sometimes this is tough for someone who truly has the gift of encouragement because... Encouragement doesn't embarrass, and encouragement doesn't embattle, but it also doesn't embrace sin. See, somebody with truly the gift of encouragement, man, they're a cheerleader, right? Yes, you can do it. You can do it. I believe in you. I believe in you. But sometimes encouragement is preceded. It's preceded. Before you get to the encouragement, you've got to correct Sometimes you've got to even rebuke. That's why I'm thankful. This is, it was actually already mentioned this morning, but, but in Romans chapter 12, I'm so thankful that God's given us all different spiritual gifts. Aren't you? Aren't you thankful that we're not all the same? We're not just robots. We're not just cookie cutter. But, but he compares it in Romans chapter 12 to the body, right? Some of us are fingers, some of us are toes, and, and some of us are ears, and, right? We're all different, different body parts. It does beg the question, I just gotta be honest with you. Have you ever wondered, who's the backside of the body here? You know, I mean, I've been in churches where I've, I've, I've had a few leading candidates that I could recommend, right? But we're all part of the body. But sometimes, 
there's a fine line between, between encouragement and enablement. Encouragement never embraces sin. So we've got to be careful that as we're cheering people on, yeah, go, 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 you can do it, you can do it, that we're not cheering them on in their sin. Because encouragement never embraces sin. The flip side of that same coin, here's three things that encouragement always does do. So encouragement, it never, right, it never embarrasses, it never embattles, it never embraces sin. But here's things that encouragement always does. It always emerges Grace and truth. Always emerges grace and truth. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 13 says this, but encourage, there it is again, encourage one another daily as long as it is called today so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. See, sometimes we have to kind of Hit somebody with a little truth, right? Now listen, we don't encourage them where we beat them up and then they're down on the ground bleeding and then we just walk away and leave them. But sometimes, sometimes, you got to hit them with a little bit of truth and then pick them back up with a little bit of grace. Amen? Sometimes, we've got to emerge grace and truth. Grace and truth. Truth apart from grace. The Apostle Paul talks about this. It's like a clanging symbol, right? Right? But grace, apart from truth, is just loving somebody right into hell. Encouragement emerges grace and truth. Notice also, Encouragement always empathizes. Encouragement always empathizes. Let me, let me illustrate what I'm talking about. Can I get a volunteer? Thank you, Nathan. Come on up. Um, all right. Nathan, come on up here, man. Let me ask you a question. Give Nathan a hand. Come on, Nathan. Come on. Church, let me ask you this. What is this? Come on. What is this? W, right? It's a W, right? You, you can see that, right? It's a W. All right. Everybody can see it's a W. I mean, Nathan, what is this? An M. An M? That's an M. Are you crazy? No. Have you lost your mind? No, I haven't. Do you know how to read? Yes, I do. Everybody can see that's a W. I see it as an M. An M? What are you thinking, Nathan? See, encouragement always empathizes to where I come over here with Nathan. Oh, Nathan, I see why you thought that was an M now. Okay. Thank you, Nathan. Give Nathan another hand. See, encouragement always empathizes. Always empathizes. See, if we can't empathize with somebody, it's difficult to encourage them. This is the person who says, hey, guess what? I have 
decided I'm going to quit smoking and I haven't had a cigarette all day. And you say, well, dummy, what did you start smoking for in the first place? That's not encouragement. But guess what? When we step over to their side and we see everybody in their family smoked. They started smoking when they were 14. Nobody ever told them it was a bad idea to smoke. All they ever knew was, you know, that's just what you did and that's what everybody else around them did. Oh, okay. And since you were 14 years old, you've smoked between a pack and two packs a day. And now for the first time since you were 14, you just went an entire day without smoking. Wow. See, when I get over on their side of it and I see it from their perspective, then I go, that's amazing. That's incredible. I'm proud of you. You know what? I I bet, I bet you could make it. I'm, I'm pulling for you. And I think you can make it not just one day. I think you can go two days. I think you can do it. Now, because I've empathized with them, I'm able to encourage them, right? Encouragement always empathizes. But then the last one, encouragement always empowers. Encouragement always empowers. So I want to answer the question today, what do we encourage with. We've looked at what encouragement is, but how do we encourage? What do we encourage with? I can tell you what it's not. It's not the power of positive thinking. It's not, it's not, I'm just going to name it and claim it, right? That's not it. It's not, I'm going to blab it and grab it, right? It's not the power of positive thinking. I can prove it to you. Listen, I don't care how much I believe that I can dunk a basketball, (laughs) I don't care how much I train to be able to dunk a basketball. At the end of the day, my 42-year-old white self is never going to be able to dunk a basketball. So what, what are we encouraging with? See, when we encourage someone in their own strength, there's always limitations. There's always a I can't when we encourage someone in their own strength. But I'm encouraged today, and I want you to be encouraged today because I want you to understand something. When I can't, he can. When I can't, he can. It's important that you leave here today encouraged because encouraging people encourage people. So let me ask you a question. What do you see today when you see that? Go back to the first one, David. What do you see there? I can't, right? That's what the enemy whispers to you. That's what the enemy tells you. You can't. You know what I see when I see I can't? I see I can with a cross this morning. Because when I can't, he can. (laughs) When the enemy whispers to me that I can't, I'm just reminded that through the cross of Jesus, I can. Because I came to tell you this morning, there ain't nothing Jesus can't do. Listen, there's some things that the president can't fix. 
There's some things that the preacher can't fix. There's some things that politicians can't fix. There's some things that policies can't fix. But there ain't nothing this morning that Jesus can't fix. Do you believe that today? Amen? It's bad grammar, but it's great theology. Hashtag ain't nothing Jesus can't fix. Be encouraged today because there is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins. And sinners plunge beneath that flood. Lose all. Lose what? Lose all. I said lose all. I hope somebody's hearing me today. Lose all their guilty stains. Not just some of them. Not just a few of them. You say, oh, Brandon, you don't know. I know that Jesus can forgive me of most of my sins. I know Jesus can heal me from most things. But there's that one sin. There's that one doctor's report. I know Jesus can set me free and break my chains from most of the strongholds in my life, but there's that one thing. Can I just tell you, we don't sing Jesus paid it most and most to him I owe. We sing Jesus paid it what? All and all to him I owe. Oh, I'm thankful today. There ain't nothing Jesus can't fix. So be encouraged today because there's nothing that Jesus can't fix. And when we come to the feet of the cross of Jesus, we experience the sweet swap of salvation. Think about that. It's at the foot of the cross where Jesus hung between heaven and earth. They drove spikes through his hands and through his feet. And it's at the feet of Jesus, at the feet of the cross, that we experience the sweet swap of salvation. You say, what are you talking about, Brandon? I'm so glad you asked. Here's what I'm talking about. It's at the feet of Jesus where we look at Jesus and the sweet swap of salvation takes place. And we trade our guilt for his glory. We trade, we trade our shame for his sanctification. We trade our sin for his, for his resurrected power. We trade our rags for his riches. We trade our trash for his treasure. We trade our pit for his purpose. It's a sweet swap of salvation. And I'm thankful for the cross of Jesus today. Be encouraged, church. Be encouraged, church. I'm thankful. So when the enemy looks at you and begins to whisper lies into your ears. And you begin to doubt and say, I can't. Just remind the enemy, hey devil, I know how the story ends. I've read the end of the book. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God, the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. The next time the enemy tells you you can't, you just remind the enemy, hey devil, 
Listen, I know how the story ends. Hey, devil, one day, one day, Jesus is coming back. One day I'm going to see my Jesus face to face. And today, when you begin to make me think I can't, I'm just going to go ahead and remind you, hey, devil, I can do all things who Christ, the one who died, the one who rose again, the one who's one day coming again, and one day going to whip your butt. That God, that Christ gives me strength. Amen. God bless you, church. Isn't that true, folks? We have every reason to be encouraged ourselves, every reason to encourage one another. Thank you, Brandon.